Bobby Bones post show pre show. Big Cat Rescue just followed me on Instagram. Nice. Wow. That's got to be our girl, huh? Yeah. Carol yeah, yeah. Baskin. That's got to be her, right? Not, not like a team. I don't know. Her daughter runs some Oh, stuff. true. It could be her daughter. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I did get a, a tweet here about the Sore Losers podcast. I'd like to read to you guys. Uh oh. <laughs> I already know what this is about. What is it about? It says yesterday was unlistenable. <gasps> Between the bleeps and the eating jokes, have at Mr. Bobby Bones play from 20 minutes to 22 minutes and let him weigh in. Enough of the hour and a half of nothing. Get back to sports. Ooh. Wow. What did y'all do? Well, it's not y'all. There's one person in particular that loves to just say curse words and act like he's bleeping them out, but he really doesn't even bleep them. Well, I used to do that bit and bleep them, but it got old real quick. <laughs> yeah. Who is the one person that does that? Take a guess. I, it's I mean, it's lunch Ray or lunch. Yeah, it's Ray. It's Ray because okay. he controls that. But the eating, Eddie <laughs> thinks it's funny to eat while we're doing the podcast. Oh, well, no, no, well, no. Well, what happened was people made bingo cards, and they said, and they said, if all these things happen, you win a prize or whatever. And one of them was Eddie eats during the show. So now I do it just so someone puts a bean on the card. That's funny once or twice. <laughs> <laughs> and not a whole show. Anyway, that's that podcast, The Sword Losers mm-hmm. Podcast. Oh, man. People um, hate it. I'll mention another podcast real quick as you guys are watching here on Facebook or listening to the podcast. Uh, Kaylee Shore has a podcast called Too Much to Say. It's her second episode. Kaylee had a lot of people streaming that podcast last week in episode one. How'd you feel about it? Um, It was amazing. I was so excited to see the response. I mean, I've never launched a podcast before, so I had zero idea what to expect. And uh, it exceeded expectations. Nice. So anybody reached out and was like, hey, I had no idea who you were, but now I'm listening to this, and I think I'm a big fan of yours now. Oh, yeah. I had I had a lot. Actually, dude, after you uh, posted it on Instagram, I got 2,000 followers in a day. Hey, great. Good. Hey. Hopefully, they'll check out I the know. podcast. That's great. So on this episode... I got the cutest comment, though. Oh, go ahead. Tell me about that. Who I don't think... Yeah, so I got the cutest comment from someone I don't think had listened before, and um, I think his name is Roger. His profile picture, he's kind of got the Walter Brimley mustache, and he's wearing an American flag do-rag. We love to see it. And he said about this week's podcast, love listening, even though no one I know has gone through this, but I'm sure that you being able to talk about it made you feel better. Can't believe you've gone through so much in your life already. Just stay strong. Keep being yourself. Good for a Wilford Brimley. (laughs) (laughs) Wilford. Yeah, that's super nice. You know, on this episode, it's titled Hungry is the New Skinny. So what'd you talk about in this episode? Well, I talked about, I had had an eating disorder that I got diagnosed with when I was 11. And I talked about the background of that and, and what that journey looked like for me. And then also kind of tied it into that pressure being added by being in the entertainment industry. And, you know, it it affects not only the artists, but it affects the fans as well because they're looking to the artists and they're looking to the Instagram influencers who are posting these, like, toxic messages. And so it was just kind of like talking about that and dispelling these myths. And, you know, I kind of of went really hard at the wellness industry, but uh, it felt good. (laughs) Check it out. Too Much to Say with Kaylee Shore. This uh, episode is titled Hungry is the New Skinny. Amy, what do you think about this? You do a lot of work on, as, uh, even on your podcast, and you have secondary podcasts that are about eating disorders and what, health and wellness. What do you think? Yeah, I think the if you're <laughs> hesitant to anything that she's saying, I feel like sometimes when people aren't in the know, and Kaylee, I know in the podcast you mentioned that people were praising that you were skinny or you were working out, and that only adds fuel to the fire. And so that's why even on this show, we try to encourage people to never 
comment on someone's body because you do not know what's behind it. It could be uh, cancer. It could be an eating disorder. It could be depression. And you you could be adding to whatever's happening. Obviously, the cancer part they can't control. But let's say it is an eating disorder. When you compliment them on that, then they're like, oh, okay, wow, yay, clap for me. I'm doing a good job. I'm not eating or I'm throwing up my food or I'm restricting all kinds of things. But I got to keep going because this is how I'm getting praise. I'm getting it, it feeds into it. So, Kaylee, I'm glad that you touched on it. And thank you for sharing your story and being honest because it will help a lot of people. And we do need to call out. And I've been a part of the problem before, trust me. But in the last few years as I've been putting in the work, I realized that things can be harmful, just encouraging different detoxes or cleanses. All of it is disguised as a way to tell someone to not eat and nourish their body to fit to society's standards. It doesn't make sense. Well, on the same 100%. same token, and as serious of a topic, yeah. I didn't eat enough breakfast this morning, and the cereal I had is not filling me up, and I'm starting to fade. <laughs> I'm just gonna let you guys know right now. <laughs> okay, no. Do you need good. to talk to someone. <laughs> I am right now. Like as Amy's talking about, I guess she's, she's, you know, when you get Amy on something she's passionate about, she's fired mm. up and she's going. And the more she goes, the more I was going. Aww. I'm so hungry. Yeah, I was like, I just didn't eat enough cereal this that's, morning. That's why I get frustrated with you sometimes now when you've got TV stuff coming up and you don't eat. And I'm like, why are you trying to fit somebody's standards? You look great right now. You don't Boom, need I'm to be. trying to fit my own standards. No, you're trying to. Five days out from a shoot, I fast. Not yeah. every day. I, I fast intermittently. Um, but this, that's what I do to make me feel good. Okay. Uh, Kaylee Shores Podcast. Kaylee, what time do you wake up in the morning normally? Um, I probably wake up at about like eight these days. Yeah. What's these it's days? A reasonable are, time. Definitely are, later than you. Are you earlier well, because of Corona or later? I think I'm probably a little earlier because I'm not like going out to events and stuff or bars and, and staying out super late. Like, you know, I'm pretty much conked out by midnight at the latest. So turning into an adult, <laughs> trying to not lose my edge. <laughs> That's the thing. You can't really fight that part of it. You just have to find a different edge. Yeah. You know, how yes, old are you exactly. now, Kaylee? Well, it's my podcast. Yeah. I'm 26. Okay. Good. I remember when I was 26. Oh, yes. Good Morgan, one. how old are you? 28? 26. Oh, you're 26. Oh, you guys are the same age? Yeah, I'm about to turn 27. When's your birthday? October 6th. Nice. Oh, wow. Ooh, we love sun. a Libra. Yeah, Libra girl. <laughs> Wait, are you a, a, a whole... Science person? Astrology, astrology person, Kaylee? Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so you think? Every- Although I fully support anyone's right to roll their eyes. Okay. Cool. As long as we're on the same page here, because I'm not going to judge you, but you don't judge me for going. It has never scientifically ever been proven. This is even an ounce of truth. But I'm glad. Exactly. You, I'm glad you have your thing. Okay. There she is. Check out her podcast. She's really uh, fantastic. The show is great. It's called Too Much to Say with Kaylee Shore. Kaylee, talk to you soon. Bye. You guys are the best. All right. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Oh, where to go next? So I understand that you have created a highlights video, much like a recruit in high school would for colleges to look at them. Amy has created one to be invited to the Sunday night basketball game of her shooting in her yard. And dribbling. And dribbling. Yeah. Where is this video? I can, I have it. I can post it. Why don't you just text it to me? How long is it? Not long. No, it could have been longer, but I just, it's... Oh, it could have been longer. There's so many highlights. Mm-hmm. That's do you, right. Do you have misses or just all makes? Well, I'll just send it to Bobby. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I bet you there's not a miss on here. <laughs> That's not true. I try to keep it real. Okay, good. You're telling me that what you're going to send me is just you shooting unedited straight 
A to Z. Let me see which one it is. Exactly. Oh, here it is. Here we go. Choose. Hit sending. Play. Well, there's not really audio. It's just Caitlin I know, I'm being trying to like, see it from yours. Caitlin filmed it. She's 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 funny. And okay. she's like, then the crowd goes wild. Ha! Here we go. Let's see. See those dribbling skills? Yeah, hold on. Let me get this up. Here we go. Oh, Amy's dribbling. Oh, she shoots and nails it. Really? <laughs> Nothing crap? but net? Did you see okay, the Okay, no edit. Hold on, no edit. She's the dribbling. The crowd goes wild. Okay, one shot. She's got her hand out now. She's shooting again, long range. Did air ball. Okay, okay. so at least okay. there was some honesty see? there. Yes. Yeah, I get the real. And did you see me go dribble through the legs? We don't play like that. I know, but that just shows coordination. You need to make up for many years of not having coordination than just showing one dribble. I don't care about that, though. You should come play. You're absolutely invited. You were never not invited. My dad's been working with me on my follow-through. He played college Remember, basketball. feet. Point your feet at the rim. Focus. Don't take your eyes off the front of the rim. And follow your, through. Your follow through. Your finger's in the cookie jar. When you're mm-hmm. done, your fingers should be in the cookie jar. And if you look at, well, I don't know if the camera was on me for the, but I'm pretty sure you can see the fingers in the cookie jar. I'm not sure if we're playing Sunday again. Yeah. But we'll at least play the next Sunday after that. But you are more than welcome to come play. All right, good. That gives me another week to practice. How's your son's basketball? It's getting there. Mm-hmm. He's, 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 I think, has potential. We just need to work. And Stashir is actually really good, too, because she never picked up a basketball before until we put up the goal at our house. And now she just gets at it, and she practices up close for a little bit until she gets that down, she makes it, and then she lets herself go back a foot. And then if she goes back too far and she starts missing it, she's like, oh, I need to go back to the beginning and get that down. And then she'll scoot further and further back. So she's got her own little training system in her head. But she's she's on a soccer team now. She has her first game on Monday. I was going to come to that because I know Caitlin's going to that. But then I just, our boss just walked in and goes, hey, do you want to play golf? And, and I was like, yes. When was your daughter's game? It's at five. Oh, well, we're at two. Mm. Won't work. Yeah, there's no way you'll make it. Won't work. Yeah. That's fine. I think we're going to be... I know about it because Caitlin's like, hey, I'm going to watch Sierra play soccer on Monday. Uh, I don't know what you're doing. Well, I guess when she picked him up from school, she was talking to them and Sierra let her know. And then Caitlin was like, oh, I'll be there. And I thought, okay, we have our own little cheering section. Will she be embarrassed? I think she already is. Oh, nice. (laughs) (laughs) Because we did a cheer to her yesterday where we spelled out her name and we told her that's what we were going to yell. But I think she's nervous because... All these other kids have been on the school soccer team before, and they've played soccer, and they're really good. And Stashira has potential, but she hasn't been playing that long. So I don't even know that she'll play, and I think she's nervous about that. But I don't care. I don't care if she ever sets foot on the field. I'm going to be out there cheering for her. Nice. Yeah. I don't think that a single parent ever came to a single one of my games, ever. And, that's, that, and, I, and I say that, it reminded me of that, because... You're like, I don't care if she plays or not. Like, I'm going to be there even to watch her be on the bench. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so cool. Um, Caitlin's brother played college basketball like a couple hours away. And every, it's freshman, sophomore year. He started to get to play a little bit as a junior. But her parents and family every week drove to watch him sit on the bench for two years. That's they were awesome. just there. And that makes me emotional. Like, that's mm-hmm. really freaking cool. And I think it probably hits me hard because it was the opposite for that. me. Like, it didn't matter what was going on. Nobody ever came to watch me do anything. And I think that's kind of why I don't need the praise of other folks at this point, or really ever. Like, I do it to kind of, again, fill my own cup because I know what's good and what's not, and that's just how it is and how, because that's how I've been conditioned. But, yeah, to hear you say that's really cool. It's fun. I wish I could be there, but I got a t- golf tournament. <laughs> <It's important. laughs> well, she has another game on. 
It shows two a week. So okay, we where's the, when's the other one? The you, next one is on the Thursday. Yeah, golf Thursday. No, but I think are you leaving town though? I don't know. No, no, you leave not on the Friday. Next Thursday. I have IR Country Fest taping for the stuff we're doing. Oh, I may be at that one. Okay. And I'm gonna I'm gonna wear one of those full suits. It's like all red. It covers your whole face. Like you you look. Oh like no! A, Let oh, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The tight suit. This yeah. is what yeah. Caitlin just texted me this that this is what she's gonna wear to the game on Monday. Because mm-hmm. their colors are orange and blue. Oh, it's a big orange. <laughs> oh, that's funny. A clown head. Yeah. All right. Okay. Right, yeah. We're, we're going to get to today's show. Hope you enjoy today's show. I enjoyed today's show. Uh, thank you very much. Call and leave us a voicemail if you'd like about something you hear. Because if you're listening on the podcast or you're just coming across us on Facebook now, you can request a segment. You can have comments to a segment, whatever it is. 877 Bobby. Thank you guys. Here we go. Here we go. Come on, Bobby. Bobby Bones. Transmitting across America. Turn it up. Hey guys, welcome to Wednesday's show. Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. Did you know Cracker Barrel has never had booze in their menu? Yes. You did? I knew that. Mm -hmm. Because I've gone, try to order a beer, but they don't have it. The big story is Cracker Barrel's finally adding alcohol. Wow. Huh. Do you like mimosas? Because that's what they start with. How does a mimosa sound with your breakfast order at Cracker Barrel? Yeah. I mean, I can't have them all the time, but occasionally for something special, I can enjoy it. For the first time in the chain's 51-year history, beer, wine, and mimosas are now on the menu. The new concept was in testing before Corona. Well, you know how that testing is going to go. All right. <laughs> we love it. Well, let's test it. <laughs> give me more. Mm-hmm. Let's give people alcohol and test how they feel about it. I think we all know where that test was going before it even started. Hmm. Initially, alcohol sales were just targeted at dinner, but then they said, well, let's try morning. Here's the thing. You're going to test alcohol at any point. It's going to yeah. do well. Yeah, and they're so busy in the mornings. It'd be crazy for them to not, you know. And mimosa is the morning drink. Yeah. I don't think Cracker Barrel is a sponsor of ours. I love Cracker Barrel with all my heart. I wish they were a sponsor of ours Mm -hmm. because I do love them so much. I love their chicken fried steak with white gravy. It's really the best you can get in a restaurant setting. It's the best. Their apple butter with their, their biscuits, the best. So I'm a big Cracker Barrel guy. Also, when someone comes up to me in that apron, if you don't have Cracker Barrel... You're not going to get this at all. But they come up to you in an apron, the person that's working there, and the longer they've been there, the more stars they have. And someone has one star, you're like, well, I'm going to tip them generously. I'm going to have some patience because they're new to Cracker Barrel. Two stars, I'm like, okay, we've been here a little bit. If I get like three or four stars, I'm saluting. like, a, like <laughs> Respect. Yeah. <laughs> like, appreciate, you, appreciate your service. Yeah. <laughs> you put in your time. And I do love Cracker Barrel. Yeah, I... There t- I wish Cracker Barrel was a sponsor. I wish Sonic was a sponsor. Mm. As much time as I spend at both of those places, and they are not. Um, my I come in today a little injured. My cat. We played basketball the other night. Are you guys hurt? Oh yeah. I mean, I'm always. My shoulders pain. are sore from shooting so many hoops. I'm not sore so much, but I strain my calf, and it just will not get better. And if I have to go to physical therapy because of a, I also <laughs> I went extremely hard, and at the end it was me and one other guy, and. I probably went a little too hard. He was a former college basketball player, and he's hurt. He texted me and said he, he messed up his Achilles. He's hurt too? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. No. So was, Caitlin has been oh. like, you, you're you not 25. That's true. She is, right? She's 28. 28. About to be 29. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I had heard he hurt his ankle. I didn't know that was Sal. <laughs> That's not good when we start hurting ourselves on little Isn't, But it basketball. wasn't little. Like, we go hard. There, 
Lunch goes hard, I go hard, Eddie tries to go hard. <laughs> Until I get tired. Yes. Which yeah, is yeah. quick. Quick. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have fun though, Eddie? A blast. Is that dude. fun? Yes, and I got on the board this time. I scored a few baskets, so I, I had a blast. We don't play real basketball three on three or four on four. We play a shooting game where there's a line of people, and you shoot, and if you make it, you go back to the back of the line. But if you miss it, the person behind you, if they shoot and make it, you're out. And you're not just waiting on folks, you're just throwing up. As soon as you get it, you shoot. And Amy, it sounds all fun in games, but when it comes down to the last three people, it's all running back and forth, back and forth, trying to get that. Basket in the hoop. He has been winning or a little bit. It's Scuba Steve. Yeah, he's, 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 he's better winning, than I thought. He's been winning some games. I've been trying really hard. I appreciate that. It's been a great workout and it's been a lot of fun. That's what we do at the house. Yeah. It's the no Corona crew, and then we play basketball like that. Also, I just because I don't want to tear a knee jumping up trying to get a rebound. So we were, now I'm, but I've torn a calf up here, <laughs> slightly smaller. All right, let's go here. Anything you'd like to say, Amy, before we start the show? No, I've been practicing my basketball, so. Cool. Well, anyway, so here we go. Well, no. Well, my husband goes and he plays, and then he came back and said that another one of our girlfriends played, and I was like, oh, I didn't know other girls besides Caitlin were playing. Mm -hmm. One other girl. She's pretty good. Yeah, I know. She's She's my friend, and she's pregnant. And I was like, wait a second, she got invited, and I don't get invited. So I've been practicing. I'm pretty good. (laughs) I I promise I'm getting better. I know that y'all doubt me, but one day I'll show up. Do you want to be invited to the game? I mean, yeah. But there's none of this half button around. Like, you, you're playing. When do I half but Huh? Half button? Yeah, half button. Half when butt. do I half butt around? Well, <laughs> sometimes when we do athletic things, you're like, yeah, I'm just going to sit over here and chit-chat with my friends. Okay. He doesn't, there's true. no talking, Amy. No, yeah, but it's not social yeah. hours. Not, okay. yeah. that was the- you talk, but, but it's only when you're eliminated and you're mad. You're like, oh, son of a gun. It is frustrating yeah. to get eliminated, but I'll keep practicing and then I'll let you know. But I- frustrating. To get Have you ever been eliminated at the game? <laughs> Not that game. Oh. Just in mean, general I, life. I typically go out first a lot of times, and it is frustrating. <laughs> in Birmingham, Alabama, intruders entered the home of Elton B. Stevens Jr., whose family was just ranked by Forbes as the 66th richest in America. Oh. Okay. The 75-year-old Stevens, who was asleep, woke up around 7 a.m. to find the captor standing over his bed. So you open your eyes, and there are people standing there that shouldn't be there. The pair of kidnappers allegedly took three of Stevens' guns, along with a truck, credit and debit cards, jewelry, a camera, and other items saying they'd kill him if he called anyone. They then took Stevens to a trailer where they asked for ransom from him. So he wired $250,000 to them. He was then returned home at 4.30 p.m. that day. Now, you got to think, from 7 a.m. until 4.30 p.m., you think you're probably going to die? For sure. That is some, as Amy would call it, big T. That's mm-hmm. big trauma. Mm-hmm. Just waking up, opening my eyes and seeing someone. I mean, if I wake up and see Kaylin just staring at me, I'm like, what the crap? <laughs> <laughs> Much less people that shouldn't be there. The next day... Police arrested Matthew Amos Burke, 34, and Tabitha Nicole Hodges, 33, for being held without bond in the Jefferson County Jail on charges of burglary, kidnapping an adult for ransom, extortion, and theft of property. Clearly carried out by amateurs, the home invasion was captured by a security camera. Mm -hmm, Clearly. Just a straight security camera. Fortunately, he was not physically harmed, and the the $250,000 in stolen property were recovered. Wow. You would just think they would be a little more educated on how to run a crime that's 
this thorough. Mm-hmm. You yeah. got to kidnap. You got to get it wired. You're stealing other stuff. You would just think it's from the movie where they've been training to do this, like practicing themselves. And then all of a sudden they're like, all right, it's, it's go time. Let's go get Elton B. Stevens Jr. <laughs> <laughs> but they didn't. They, they probably just woke up and they were like, huh, need some drugs. Yeah. Let's go rob somebody. Isn't that crazy? Crazy. What were you going to say, Eddie? Well, just like stealing credit cards and wiring money, isn't that just like a automatic guarantee that you're going to get caught? I guess if you wire it to your own account. I'm not sure. (laughs) Again, I'm sure there are ways that I have no idea because I I bet you people get away with this at times. Yeah. That's why folks continue to do it. I bet we don't hear about a lot of it. You just wire it and you're like, all right, you're free to go. And if you say anything about this, we're going to kill you. And they have so much money. They're like, you know what? I'm just going to chill. Like I bet that happens sometimes. I'd be so scared they come back for more. That's the, that yeah, like, again. That's also, but you're probably a little more ready for that to happen. Mm-hmm. Like you're more prepared after it happens to you once. That's why when someone's house gets broken into, the companies go, "Oh, most people don't even get alarm systems until they get broken into, because then they're scared and then mm-hmm. they get ready." So a burglar doesn't often go back to the same house, even though it was easy the first time. But because the second time, they know they probably did some stuff to make sure it wouldn't happen again. Yeah. But then a nutty story. That's why you got to wire it offshore. Oh, that's what I don't you're even think do. you know what that means. <laughs> I've heard about it in the movies. It can't be traced offshore. Working from home is really bad for your health. Those who work from home have a tough time maintaining boundaries and don't know when to stop working. And it's causing mental health issues. This is affecting America more than ever because of the eight-month extended period that people have had to work from home. If not all, but some. I think about Caitlin because she works all the time. But she works from home. And at first, I didn't get it. I was like, what's the deal? But she's like, I never leave home. Yeah. She's like, I'm home when I work. I'm home when we're having dinner. I'm home when we're watching. She's like, it's like I never leave. So she purposefully tries to go for a walk. Like, she's very deliberate about getting out of the house. But I didn't really feel, I've started to feel a little bit now because I don't really go anywhere. I come to work. I'm, we're in the radio studio, so I get a little break. But I go home, I get, get home right after the show. I'm home at, you know, noon. And noon to 10, I'm, we don't leave really, except once a week we'll go to uh, Olive Garden or somebody to eat. But I'm like, oh, yeah, I get it. And she's like, still you don't get it. I'm like, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> so, and she doesn't have a desk yet or ordered her a desk. We're waiting on it to come in. But furniture is also taking, uh, we a ordered a chair. It took 13 weeks to get a chair in. Mm-hmm. Because one, I guess it takes a while anyway. And then two, with the pandemic, deliveries aren't as fast. There just isn't enough stuff because production isn't producing stuff as fast. So that's been crazy. My Peloton still hasn't been fixed. It's been sitting in the little workout spot at our house. They brought it, didn't have enough parts for it, and just left it. And they were like, we'll be back tomorrow. It's been three weeks. I can't, I've emailed them, I've called, I've tried every executive. Scuba, can we get an interview with the Peloton (laughs) head? Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure they're a client, so that could easily be set up. Well, they won't fix my, my treadmill. Well, I'm going to fix that for you to make sure they fix that. Nice. Good job. Wow. I get them on an interview. And I'm get like, hey, done. congratulations on your success, guys. <laughs> In above my garage, there's a treadmill you guys dropped off three weeks ago. You said we're, we're, we lost one part, so you can't use it, but we'll be back tomorrow. It's been like 20 tomorrows, and no one's come back. I'll say that. That'd be better than Carol Baskin. <laughs> that interview, yeah, mm-hmm. everyone will watch. On the phone right now is Amy in Arkansas. Hi, Amy. How are you? Hi, Bobby. Oh my gosh, I can't believe that I'm talking to you. Well, I appreciate you calling. You just moved to Arkansas two weeks ago. Uh, a few weeks ago, so I'm um, about about six weeks from New Jersey. 
Wow. That is a culture change. Haven't spent time in both places? (laughs) (laughs) What moved you to Arkansas? I was very scared. Um, Well, my husband has a one-year surgical training here, and we had to plan the move during the quarantine and everything, and it was really, really terrifying. But um, my cousin Lauren told me to listen to your show, and uh, you take such pride in your home state that now I I really love it here. It's wonderful. Generally, the people like have your back even if they don't know you because people have had their back it's 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 a state where listen we don't have a lot but we're proud of what we do with the little that we were given so uh i'm glad you're there i hope you love it hope you love the people there i do okay we're gonna play a game now are we ready to play up up for grabs speaking of arkansas the birthplace of walmart oh yeah i'm gonna up for grabs a 100 (laughs) walmart gift card so amy you're gonna play for this uh, which, by the way, okay. Walmart Photo invites you to stay connected to the ones you love by making beautiful prints, photo books, and wall art all from your favorite photos taken during your time spent at home. But you're playing for a $100 Walmart gift card. We're going to play Who Tweeted It. Now, you can pick the horse that you ride. There are three horses in the race. It's Amy, Lunchbox, and Eddie. I'm going to read a tweet. They okay. have to guess who it is. Which one of them would you like to play for you? Well, I'm Amy, so I have to go with Amy. Okay. okay here we go. Tweet number one of five. Who said, I find it absolutely bananas that some people don't like bananas. Is it Luke Bryan or Jake Owen? I find it absolutely bananas that some people don't like bananas. things about me that I can't change. I'll always be the man that home And Amy? Jake Owen? Lunchbox? Jake Owen. Eddie? Yeah, that's not Luke's humor. It's Jake Owen. It is Jake Owen. That's correct. There you go. Nice. All right. Next question. Who tweeted it? Hello, Twitter. I have not been on here since, like, 2014. Thanks for still following me. Hope everyone's having a great Friday night. I miss singing for everyone. Is that John Party? Or Sam Hunt? You've got a cold heart and Right? What do you have there? John Party or Sam Hunt? Oh Amy? Gosh. I don't know. John Party? Lunchbox? Sam Hunt. Eddie. Sam Hunt just disappears, man. That's him. This person hadn't been on Twitter since 2014 and made a splash, and I saw them tweet and I went, wow. It was John Party. What? Yeah. Wow. Where's John been? Yeah, what's he been doing? Just not on Twitter. Been on Been Instagram. on his land. Been clearing his land. Man. All right. Not sure, but I believe I just hyperextended my scrotum celebrating the Arizona Cardinals win. Go Cards. This is a couple weeks ago. Was it Blake Shelton or Dirks Bentley? Not sure, but I believe I just hyperextended my scrotum (laughs) celebrating the Arizona Cardinals win. Go Cards. Blake Shelton or Dirks Bentley, Amy? Dirks. Lunchbox? He's from Arizona, Dirks. Eddie? That's Dirks, man. It is Blake Shelton. What? Oh, trick question. The scrotum was heavier than the Cardinals. You think Dirks is going to talk about his scrotum? Yeah. Yeah, yeah well, yeah. I thought Especially he would talk about Arizona. Point. That's a great point. Or if he's that Hot Country Nights character. Yeah. Okay. What? Up on the scrotum. Two more. Dang it. I'm currently doing nothing with my life except watching Below Deck. But our baby rolled over for the first time today, so at least one of us is achieving. Did Marin Morris say this, 
or Shay from Dan and Shay. Oh, crap. I'm currently doing nothing with my life except watching Below Deck, but our baby rolled over for the first time today, so at least one of us is achieving. Marin Morris or Shay? Amy? Marin Morris. Lunchbox? Marin Morris. Eddie? Marin Morris. You're all right. There you go. Amy up by one? Yep. Amy three, lunchbox two, Eddie two. Oh, Amy, I feel bad. There's a lot of pressure because Amy, gets, you know, <laughs> she's going to win. It's because of you. Let's I'm go. currently doing, no, I said that. Didn't I? A smile. It increases your face value. Is that Garth Brooks? <laughs> or Dolly Parton? Oh, smile. God. It increases this your is... face value. There are only two left. Yeah, this is hard. I don't think so. Okay, I'm in. Amy? Dolly. Lunchbox? Dolly! Eddie? As, as Dolly, dude. It's not Garth. Right. You would Garth have something like <laughs> no, that. No! Yes! Not at all. No. What? No. I, oh, he might. He might <laughs> he be like... Might. When one Garth more. smiles... Amy's up one. Last question. Oh, okay. Oh. Amy, you're playing for Amy here on the phone. Amy in Arkansas, are you feeling pretty good about this? I, I think so. I'm feeling positive. Okay, here we go. Who said... You may want to put that stone back in your pocket. You live in a glass house. You may want to stop digging around their closet. You probably got some skeletons in yours. Don't follow the sheep around you. Spread the good stuff. Hmm. I saw this. Wow, okay. Is it Kip Moore or Luke Combs? (laughs) (laughs) You may want to put the stone back in your pocket. You live in a glass house. You may want to stop digging around their closet. You probably got some skeletons in yours. Don't follow the sheep around you. Spread the good stuff. Get more or Can you read it in their voice? (laughs) No. Okay. No. Uh, Let's go to Lunchbox. Lunchbox. Oh, that's definitely Kip, man. He's all about those rocks in the pocket. Eddie. That's that's my boy Kip. So right now it's four to four to four. Amy, it's Kip. If you got Kip, you win. If you don't, you don't. It's a tie and we'll do sudden death. Oh, I thought I was ahead. You were. I, I ruined that. No, I went to you last. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's Kip Moore. Okay, there you go. Ah, (laughs) Trickster. There you go. All right, Amy. Amy from Arkansas, how do you feel right now? You just won. I feel great. There's lots of Walmarts that I can go visit right now. (laughs) Walmarts in Arkansas are like Starbucks is everywhere else on every corner. That's right. They're everywhere. All right. Well, thank you very much for listening. I'm going to put you on hold and get your information, and we'll send you a $100 Walmart gift card, okay? Thank you. All right. Bye, Amy. Remember, again, Walmart Photo says, hey, let's go. Get those beautiful prints, photo books, and wall art from your favorite photos taken during your time spent at home. That's fun. Let's do Sam Hunt, Hard to Forget. Amy, congratulations. Thank you. Bobby Bonechat. The latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30 Second Skinny. Our iHeartCountry Festival lineup was announced. Dirks Bentley, Lady A, Sam Hunt, Kane Brown, Kelsey Ballerini, Dustin Lynch, John Party, Riley Green, Gabby Barrett, and Morgan Evans will all perform. Bobby Bones will host the virtual show, and fans can stream it on Live by Live on October 23rd. According to a new report, Blake Shelton is teaming up with NBC to possibly create a scripted drama based on his song, God's Country. The show would center around a farm family in the Midwest. 
The Billboard Music Awards announced their nominees. Luke Combs is competing against all genres for the Billboard Chart Achievement Award. Dan and Shay is also competing against all genres for the Top Duo Group Award. Then Kane Brown, Luke Combs, Dan and Shay, Maren Morris, and Thomas Rhett are up for Top Country Artist. The award show is happening on October 14th. I'm Morgan number two. That's your skinny. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. A woman and her husband in Washington State inherited a suitcase from his grandma. They never looked inside of it. So while Carol and David Richards were cleaning out their garage, they dusted off the old brown suitcase, they opened it up, and there were stacks of family albums filled with old photographs. Some of the black and white images dated back to 1915, and she wanted to get them back to the relatives of the people in them. Luckily, 90% of the photos were labeled, so they were pretty easy to identify. They started a private Facebook group, Memories from Helen's Suitcase, and started inviting family members to join. And now she's reuniting the living loved ones with the old photos of their generations of the family, and they're so grateful. So I thought that was a pretty cool story. They could also call Legacy Box and put those in that Legacy Box yeah, and then have those turned to digital. Digitally preserved. They'd have done that a long time ago. That would have been good. What's the code for, di- for Legacy Box? Do we know? LegacyBox.com slash bones. If you do go and try to do some of your old movies or photos, do LegacyBox.com slash bones, mm-hmm. and that'll save you money. All right, there you go. I love that story. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from London, England. A 23-year-old woman was riding in a car, passenger, and she's like, oh, I'm going to lean out the window as we're on the highway and film for Snapchat. So she's filming out the window, and she fell out of the car. She didn't get hit, but she caused a couple other wrecks as they swerved to miss her. Oh, I didn't know that happened. Yeah. I thought she got out of a scot-free. She was okay, but yeah. she the other cars... Luckily, she didn't die just from falling and hitting the road going that fast. Yeah, they were on the highway. And who still uses Snapchat? Oh, a lot of kids do. Like, Gen Z's big into Snapchat. Oh, I thought everybody left Snapchat for TikTok. Not the same. I would say left Snapchat for Instagram stories if they were going to do that. Uh, and just added TikTok. Yeah, but no, Snapchat's still big with Gen Z. Oh, okay. You'll be all right, though. You all get, right. you'll, you'll learn. You'll learn about the kids. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. Went to the eye doctor yesterday and got contacts. Never have put a contact in my eyeball before. Weird. Like, think back to the very first time you ever had to put in a contact. I did that yesterday. <laughs> I felt like I was seven years old. I wear glasses, and I only have one eye that works. My right eye is so bad that glasses don't even help it. So... My glasses are to protect my good eye, my left eye, and because my left eye kind of sucks. So I go, yeah, wear contacts? No. You don't? Mm-mm. You ever put one in your eye? No. Oof. Eddie, you? I did for since high school all the way up to um, a couple of years ago when I got LASIK. Mm. And game changer. Do you remember the first time you put a contact in? Yes, very foreign, very mm. weird. Because you take your two middle fingers and you pull your eye apart and you take this little plastic thing and you suck it into your eye. And for me, I was like, <laughs> this is weird. It took me probably seven tries. Mm. And I you know how you try to drop sometimes Visine in your eye or, and you're like pull your head away? Just <laughs> I was doing that to yes. myself with the contact. Mm-hmm. Every time I would get close, I'd pull my head away and she'd be like, you can do it. You can do it. She was very encouraging, the nurse that I had. And she was like, no, I believe in you this time. And then it was on SpongeBob, three hours later. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> you can do it. So, so why are you I, doing But it? I couldn't see it. Here's the problem is that I couldn't see the contact because I didn't have anything on my eye. Oh. So I put it on my finger, ready to put it in, but I couldn't really see it because my eye was so blurry. So I was having to figure out how to put it in. What? 
Well, what, what? Did you say why you're doing this? Yeah, because of the TV show I'm doing. There are times I just can't wear glasses. When I was playing hockey, gotcha. couldn't wear glasses because the heat was steaming up my glasses. Mm-hmm. When I was commercial diving, can't wear glasses in that helmet. So I was like, well, let me just get a contact in case I only wear one contact, not two. I don't wear one in the other eye. I just wear one. I feel like I got a monocle on. The hardest thing about it, dude, is that when sometimes you don't know, but it's inside out and you have no idea and you put it in your eye and you're just like, it's just not fitting, right? You just keep blinking over and over. If you feel that, it's because it's inside out. So you got to just kind of plop it the other way. Well, she also said that sometimes people go digging for their contact <gasps> and that's not even in. And so they end up scratching their eye. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. It's a weird thing, man. It's not normal. And it just doesn't feel normal. Pretty weird, though, to be able to look at my phone and read my phone without my glasses on, though. Is it something that if you end up kind of, like, liking it, you might just keep doing it for a little bit? Nah. I don't mind wearing glasses. Yeah. People know me for the glasses at mm-hmm. this point. I'd probably wear contacts, like, if I was going to dinner. And I'm like, you know what? I'd rather not have to <laughs> take any pictures or anything. But I don't mind that for the most part. Yeah. Coronavirus, I get a little weird about it. Otherwise, it's fine. <laughs> A guy has written and said that him and his wife have been arguing over their baby's name. And he says, hey, this has been a really difficult and weird situation. He says that originally he and his wife were thinking of a more traditional name, but they have a baby girl coming. And then she informed him she wanted to name their daughter George. Well, hmm. That's right. I see why they fought. Well, at first, he thought she was joking, but she wasn't. She said she thought it would be unique and cute. And he didn't like it, especially because he believes it will lead to a lifetime of bullying. How do you feel about George for a girl in in this situation? I personally wouldn't name my daughter George. <laughs> I so I that's hard. And if my husband wanted to name our daughter George, that would be really really difficult if he was the one fighting for it. Because yeah, I think about her growing up, and that I mean, parents need to take that into consideration. He adds, I can see our daughter hating us when she's older for forcing her to deal with the name that made her a target for bullies, and she would be within her rights if she did. Mm -hmm. The wife is not budging. Eddie, what do you think? So I think as parents, you know, we have these decisions that we have to make that protect our children, and this is one of them, where, like, you're giving them the name that they're going to have for the rest of their life. You are setting this child up for a little bit of bullying, so why even risk that? This is what I would do. If Kaylin came to me and said, oh, we're having a girl, and I want to name her George, I would say, okay, but for two stipulations here. One is I get to name the next kid, no doubt about it, the end. Okay. Two, first name can be George, hers is, but her middle name is what we're going to call her by, and everybody at school calls calls her by it too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. So if it's Sarah... George, Sarah is fine, but we're going to call her Sarah. Now, you can have George. You know, I, I very much disagree with George being our daughter's name, but if you love it so much, I'm willing to trade you that for naming the next kid, for using her middle name as her first name, and a 1989 Don Mattingly. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds yeah, like a good trade to me. Throw that in there. <laughs> Uh, I mean, yeah, you're right. Compromise. Yeah. Like, that's one way to do it. But she might not want to call her by the middle name. No, her name's George. Well, she can call her George at home. Yeah, you call her George. Everybody else calls her Sarah. There just has to be something. You know, I haven't been going to my therapist as much, but we do link up every few weeks and have a little virtual session. And, you know, she talks about in relationships. She goes, hey, there are going to be these definitive moments in your relationship where you're just are not going to agree on something. 
and how you get through that will show you how you're going to get through a lot of your relationship because there are going to be a lot of times where you guys just don't agree. Fundamentally, you have absolute differences. That happens with every couple. And some couples can get through that better than others. And so, you know, I hate George. You don't hate George. Well, if you win this one, I need a different kind of win. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? Sounds like a plan. Middle name. Lunchbox, you what, you, what would you do? Oh, there ain't no way my daughter's being named George. There's, I would have control of the name, and the wife can say, okay, I agree or disagree, but that wouldn't happen. I'm not naming my girl a boy name. And if not, divorce? Yeah, well, yeah, basically. <laughs> Are you guys trying to have more kids? Oh, yeah, we'll probably have a third one at least. You think? Yeah. Maybe four, though? Maybe four. I mean, we both come up. Four? A- yeah, we both come from a family of three, so we want three. And then, you know, sometimes we like to have fun, so maybe four. Okay. You know what I mean by fun? <laughs> yes, you we can know control what that means. That. <laughs> Vomit. No, just think about it. Eddie, you trying to have any more? No, what are you talking about? I'm having but any more. Four, is four good? Four is too much, in my opinion, oh. but that's what we have, so we got it. Any update on when you're getting those foster kids? Uh, the, the latest update is that the court system is now in motion. Uh, so we're in the hopper for it to kind of come through, but um, everything looks, dude, like we're going to be getting these kids hopefully, hopefully by the end of this year. You think before 2021? I, that's what we're hoping for. Amy, any more kids for you? I don't think so. I don't know what the future holds, but I, this point in time, I can say nope. <laughs> <laughs> what it's about, a stressful times to answer that question. What about you? For, well, for sure, I'm going to have kids, right? I would think. Yeah. Before 2021? I... No, no way. Oh. <laughs> you don't. Well, I mean, in 2020. You don't like to have fun? <laughs> no, I do like to have fun, but you can have fun responsibly. <laughs> Are you at me or him? <laughs> Both of you. No, don't let me. <laughs> yeah, don't. Uh, I didn't do anything. Yeah, why are you at me? I don't. Okay. <laughs> I don't talk about either one of you having fun. <laughs> I'm good. Good. But I mean,. Well, you could have a baby in 2021. I could have a, well. Yeah. I mean, I guess. I mean, that's. that's, Sure. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. But I'm not married. Yeah, but you could be. By 2021. 2021. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So wait, wait, you never answered your question. So, okay. So yeah, obviously you want to have babies, but. How many? We're thinking. Probably two. I mean. How many does Caitlin want? Two or three? Did she? She said th- <laughs> she has said more. No, I mean you. she comes from a family of three. Yeah, but I don't know. I just I don't know. We have one and see how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see how that goes. Bobby, the, he was with my kids last weekend, and he just thinks he's going to be the best parent ever. He's got it all figured out because his niece and nephew are also there, and it's like this parenting thing is so easy. Like all you got to do is just mm-hmm. put them in a room with a video game. It's all good. <laughs> I mean, that's not bad for starters. <laughs> the end. He's like, what's the problem? My daughter's like, uh, Bobby, can I have another Izzy? Sure, no problem. Go get it off the fridge. Well, her I'm daughter like, comes whoa. into the house. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Her daughter's at the house swimming, and she's had a, had some Izzy's. You know what those are? Yeah. So carbonated drinks? Yeah. And she had, I didn't know how many she had, but she just came in and goes, hey, because she goes, Bobby, can I have another Izzy? And like, Bobby didn't say, oh yeah, can you go ask your mom? I was like, of course, have at it. Like, go to the fridge. So then I go to her and she's real matter of fact about everything. And I said, hey, you can't, you can't ask your mom if you can get an Izzy. She goes, well, I asked Bobby, this is his house. Great point. Yeah. That is a great it's point. It's his Izzy, his house. I asked him, he said yes. So I went to the fridge, I got it. Would you have let her have another Izzy? She's not wrong. 
Well, the thing is, she woke up right before we came over. She was like late. She hadn't had any food. Then we picked up donuts on the way there. Then she ate, I don't know, four and a half donuts, she said. Then then she's on her, that would have been her second Izzy. My concern is I wanted her to maybe drink some water. You know, humans you could need water. Said, okay, you had an Izzy now. Or water. like. You didn't tell me though. You got to let me know in the fruit. notes. In the notes. We have a Google Doc about when your kids are <laughs> right up there what I need to do. Here are your top three songs in country music this week. At number three, Kane Brown, Cool Again. I just want to be cool again, cool again, cool again. That's a jam. So good, dude. It's right? Yes. It comes on the radio and I'm like, huh, I like this a lot. Who's this? And I'm like, oh, it's the Kane Brown song. <laughs> yeah, really good. At number two, Lee Bryce, One of Them Girls. And number one, Luke Combs, Lovin' On You. This second week at number one. I think at least one of us comes in every day singing that song, right? To work. This one? I think you were doing it this morning. Was I? Yeah, yeah you don't even notice it. I never know, but there's always a song. <laughs> Me too. It's like a radio station up there. I may not turn it on out loud all the time, but there's always a song spinning up there. The number one pop song this week, Louis Capaldi, Before You Go. That one? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you hear a lot of people on Idol trying to sound like him? Because he's has such a good voice, a unique voice. There were people last season that tried to sing some of his songs, mm-hmm. but it's like singing an Adele song. Yeah, it's tough. Like, you better have your own way to sing it, and you better be really good. Because even if you're really good, but you sing it like him, they go, you're derivative of Louis Capaldi. Like, stop trying to be him. Mm-hmm. Or... If you have your own way and your own ways distinct, but you suck, you're like, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> the number one hip hop song is Cardi B and Megan the Stallion, WAP. There you go. Leave that there. <laughs> WAP. Can't play anymore. That came on the speakers at our basketball court we were playing the other night. <laughs> Should I tell you? About WAP? I just hit a playlist. Or WAP? Yeah. Well, well I, thought no. Kate, I thought Caitlin was playing it off her phone, so I looked at her like, Caitlin, what are you playing? She's like, this is Bobby's phone. It's I, not mine. All I did were playing basketball is I just hit the hits list. <laughs> and all of a sudden, it's off playing. Justin Bieber's got a new song. I called Holy, which is great. Listen to that. Dan and Shay came on. And all of a sudden, WAP came on. Very interesting playlist you had, dude. We Vince all, Gill. Wow. Well, I, the Vince Gill wasn't a country part of the playlist that I had. <laughs> I played really. I have a really slow song. When I started losing basketball, I started to play the real slow songs over the speakers. Why? I played. I still believe mm. in you. Right from that to. Does that help wow. you get your game face on? <laughs> Trying to slow everybody else down. The Show. Here's Amy's pile of stories. So John Party had to postpone his wedding to summer back in May because of coronavirus. Then they were going to do a destination wedding. And now they've changed courses again and they're going to do a wedding tour. (laughs) So they're going to have a celebration in California. That way people don't have to travel to Nashville for that. They're going to have a celebration in Texas and then they'll have a party in Nashville as well. That way they can keep it small, but everyone can still have a good time. They'll have a very small party. I was with John last week. And I was like, hey, man, disinvite me to your wedding or uninvite or whatever because I'm gone anyway shooting TV. But Raymundo had to cut his. I said, hey, I'm not – don't feel like just because I'm on the radio and I call you out for it that you you don't have to cut me from mm-hmm. your 25 people or so. And so – but, yeah, that's what they're going to do. Coronavirus is just such a – Yep. Downer. Yep. I wasn't going to say downer. I was going to use a different D word. Yeah. But, yeah, <laughs> it just stinks. 
It just stinks. All right, what else? So would you say you're too old or too young for your job? Ooh, good question. I think that I have... Or just right. Yeah, I'm going to go just right. Yeah. I've always been just right because I've made this show about our lifestyle. So I'm going to say just right. What about... I mean, you were doing mornings at the early 20, 20s. Like yeah, you were the young. youngest. Yeah. I was too young. Oh, yeah. I was the youngest in a big market to do mornings. And only because the station was doing so bad, they had no other choice. And I did it for almost nothing compared to what other morning guys were making. Um, I was too young because I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't really have the wherewithal to have a $6 million radio station on my back. Um, but I'm glad that it happened. I wouldn't have given me the job, I don't think. But why do you ask that? Well, because there's this calculator that was created to tell you if you're young or old for your job. And when you enter in like broadcaster or DJ, uh, 42 is the age. So you've got a couple more years before people start looking at you as like, the wise one with experience. I'm not a DJ. I know, but that's the category. Zero parts of me are a DJ. I'm not a radio <laughs> DJ. I don't sit and play music. Sometimes a music song fires off, and that's only because Ray hits it because we got to get a song in. I would talk for five hours if I could. People are like, radio DJ. I'm like, no, let's also give respect to actual DJs yeah. who mix music. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm cool. I'm straight. What else? If you want to, in case anybody else wants to calculate where they fall with their job, it's zippia.com, Z-I-P-P-I-A.com for the calculator. And then if you've ever been in a lot of pain and you just like don't know how to get rid of it, uh, or yeah. at least- I have a very low pain tolerance, so <laughs> yes. Or at least distract you from it. Well, now they say that counting backwards from a thousand in increments of seven is one of the best ways to distract yourself from pain. How do you do that? Um, 993. There you go. But I had to do that. I had to go take a lot of brain tests. (laughs) They ask you stuff like that? I had to do a lot of those things where it's like, okay, you got 30 seconds. How far can you count back from four? Go. And you're just, I'm just firing them off. And I know that I might be missing some, but I'm just continuing to fire. Mm. Um, It's tough. But at the same time, they were punching me in the nads. I never felt an ad. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they used an MRI machine to study this, and that worked way better than thinking of something beautiful, which is another tactic people use, or willing the pain away. So, yeah, next time you're in a lot of pain, try that. 1,000, count backwards in increments of seven. There you go. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much. I'm Amy. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. Come on. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. So this family had a Dalmatian and a German Shepherd, and they got out and went missing. This woman found the two dogs and put a thing on Craigslist because she didn't know who the owners were, and she was just hoping word would spread. Well, one woman reached out to her and said, oh, the Dalmatian is mine. And she didn't have any reason to believe that that wasn't the case. So she gave the woman the Dalmatian. Well, then the family realizes, no, 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 no. Those are our dogs. They called the sheriff's department. Word got out. Someone saw this woman walking a Dalmatian, called the cops, gave her license plate number. The cops tracked her down, went to her house. She was hiding the dog in her bathroom. Uh And she got arrested and then they were able to give the Dalmatian and the German Shepherd had already made its way back home but kind of crazy twist of stories but totally if you see a dog on Craigslist that's not yours don't go claim it and then if you're going to don't claim a Dalmatian because I was going to give you away it's like I'm going to claim a three-legged dog with only a part of an ear that (laughs) owner will know immediately (laughs) how many Dalmatians do you see the dog got back home right so yes and shout out to the deputies that Followed through and were able to get the Dalmatian home. All right, there you go. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. 
go over to Amy and get the morning corny. The morning corny. What do you call a sick eagle? What do you call a sick eagle? Illegal. Ill eagle. (laughs) (laughs) That was the morning corny. Let's go over and hear this voicemail. Here's a question. Morning, studio. Uh, I have a question. Uh, Every day for the past week and a half, I've had a dream that my girlfriend has cheated on me. I was wondering your thoughts on it, and maybe I'm just overthinking things, or maybe... Maybe she is. Maybe there's some sort of subconscious message that my mind's telling me. Tell me what you think. Thanks. Love the show. I would think that if you're worried about her cheating on you, that you might be cheating. Most of the time, people that don't trust are people that shouldn't be trusted. Oh. And that are, people are like, I don't trust that you're, you're being honest. They're probably the ones lying. Well, so do you think he would call in and ask that if that was the case? It would be hiding in plain sight, wouldn't it? <laughs> That's a twist. Yeah. Um, I would just think that she's probably way hotter than you and you shouldn't have her and you're worried. <laughs> Trust me, living in that space right now. <laughs> you're like, uh, I don't think my girlfriend is cheating on me at all, but I'm saying I know what it's like to go, you know what? She's probably a little too funny, too smart, and too pretty to be with me. So that's pr- it's probably some sort of insecurity, like serious talk. It's probably some sort of insecurity that you have that you'll have to work through and you'll get there. Just hang in there. Yeah, go to therapy, dude. Yeah. It's not worth a little investigation? Yeah. Just a little bit of yeah. <laughs> I thought you said I, we can't put weight into dreams. You can't, except when you dream something, it has to do with you, right? Oh. Mm. And I think that that's just an insecurity he has. Gotcha. All seriousness. The other yeah. stuff about... Okay, here's um, voicemail number two. Hey, Bobby. Morning, studio. I remember a few months back, Amy had a paint story, but Bobby said she couldn't tell it for a couple of months. So could she tell her paint story now? Do y'all remember this or am I crazy? Anyway, love the show. Have a great day. I have it in my calendar for October 1st, but I don't remember what it's about. Oh, you don't? Okay. Mm. I don't know that I... It's not you even promised. really that. I didn't promise, and you're the me? one that thought it was a big deal. I just really don't think it's even that big of a deal. Text me what it is. I'm going to play another voicemail. Just text me like the, the reminder line. Okay. Because October 1st, we're probably going to have to do this story unless I see it here and go, ooh. It's, no, unless you see it and you're going to be like, oh, that's not interesting. All right, here's another voicemail. <laughs> Question is for Amy because she got me watching Yellowstone, and I'm like, why do I like Yellowstone? It's so violent. And then I figured out it was the Cowboys. So I want to see which cowboy Amy likes. Is she like Casey or Rip or why she thinks that show is so good? Anyway, thanks for all you do. Yeah, I'm a big Casey fan. <laughs> oh, you want Amy. Amy? Oh, sorry. Oh, oh, bones, go ahead. Yeah, I like Rip, but I mean, I like Casey too. I like them all. I love what's the not da- the character. Like, who's the hottest? That's what she's asking. Do you think Rip's the hottest? I mean, Rip's not the hottest. Yeah, I mean, but something about him makes him hotter. Remember, girls aren't all about looks. But the writers made okay. Okay, not. you think Casey's the hottest just by looks? Amy, I'm gonna need more details about. You the don't story. remember? Caitlin must have told you about it because I didn't. You got in trouble for this? Yeah. And then there had to be a vote, and it was a whole thing. And then so I finagled it. Okay. Well, I, I don't even want to know. Like, the teases got me. Let me see what October 1st is exactly. October 1st is a Thursday. Okay, it's next fine. Thursday. Whatever, I'll say it. Next Thursday, just, we're doing this bit. It's just, okay. There's it's, fin- hey, listen, it's all the things you'd want in a real story. A finagling. <laughs> paint. A vote. A vote. <laughs> like it's, Can we get a movie trailer produced about this? People are October 1st, all the things you like. <laughs> Finagling. Yeah, you know, it was me here. I was just trying to figure stuff out, maybe doing a little 
a vote. Um, I, I, <laughs> nay, and paint. <laughs> Coming at you October 1st on the Bobby Bones Show. Oh my, this is going to be such a letdown. But that would be fun if we had a uh, th- uh, th- that. Okay. <laughs> okay. So Amy wants to make a TV confession now. What show do you like that you thought you wouldn't and you'd like to confess? Cobra Kai. Say that a little louder, I don't think we heard you. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai on Netflix, which part of the reason that I haven't been able to watch it is because Amy's convinced Caitlin that they won't like it. And she's like, you know what? Amy doesn't watch it. And I don't want to watch it, so you lose. Well, I I kind of watch it now, and it's kind of good. I kind of even requested that we watch it last mm, that's night. That's a tough one. I had that with Yellowstone, yeah. where I was just sitting there for a while going, fine, I'll watch it with you. Right. And then th- episode three, I was like, I'll sit and watch with you another episode of Yellowstone if you want. <laughs> if you want to start yeah, it. If you want to, I'll be in there. Because I hadn't liked it, and my husband had been watching it on his own, he said... You know, hey, whatever you want to watch. I was like, well, you know what? If, if you want to throw on Cobra Kai, it's fine. It's fine. I'll watch it with you. <laughs> so uh, we're watching it. It's it's funny. I like it. 30 years after the events at the All-Valley Karate Tournament, a down-and-out Johnny Lawrence seeks redemption by reopening the infamous Cobra Kai Karate Dojo. And then I guess the original Ralph Macchio Karate Kid's in it, too. Yes, yeah. and Johnny. Is Johnny a bad guy or a good yeah, guy? Yeah, he's a bad guy in the first no, but Karate in, Kid. No, but in the new one. Um, it's kind of a little bit of both. Like you kind of feel for him because yeah. he had a rough time after the the tournament thirty years ago, dude. <laughs> he's still holding <laughs> on to it. Over it. <laughs> yeah, no, no, he's not over it. What were you gonna win a trophy? Yeah, sensei. Yeah, and the sensei it. broke it in yeah. front of everyone. You watch anything? Oh uh, yeah, dude. I started watching the Challenger thing on uh, Netflix. What's that? Uh, it's just a four-part document docu-series on the Challenger space shuttle. Oh, I want to watch that. Uh, it pops up. It's I, I watched the first episode, and man, like I got very emotional watching this first episode because this happened in the '80s. I guess I was like four or five years old when it happened. It was sad. I remember it being sad, but they really personalized the astronauts in this, like where they kind of tell the backstories of all these astronauts that were on there. And man, it really hits you hard, especially with the school teacher that was on there and. That first episode got me, so I can't wait to finish it. You're a little slow playing your age because it happened. You at least were seven when okay, it happened. Okay, seven. Yeah, <laughs> but but again, trim a couple years. <laughs> I remember everyone being really sad about it, and me being like, "Oh wow, cool." Well, it was kind of crazy the thing blew up, but okay, move on with my life. Like, if we take nine eleven out of it, like, what are the big news moments? Because for me, I remember when Waco was happening. Yes, the Branch yeah. Davidian, and the- yes. It was burning. I remember being in sixth grade and being like, uh, let's watch this. So that to me was something that I kind of vividly remember. Mm-hmm. The O.J. Simpson O.J. Case. Oh, yeah. O.J.'s a good yeah. one. We, would, we watched that too. at school. They turned it on. Mm. The, the trial, too. The trial, yeah. yeah. We spent a lot of time. The, no, the, the, the chase wasn't while you were at school. Not the chase. The trial. Yes. The yeah. chase was in the evening because I remember I was playing softball with my stepdad. And everybody was like... Apparently, O.J. Simpson's running from the cops. And I was like, in town? And they were like, no. <laughs> no, I'm fine. <laughs> yes. I mean, it's I was like, O.J. Simpson's in Arkansas? I but. see a white Ford Bronco drive by, and that's the first thing I think of. It's so in my brain. So Waco, Branch Davidian, mm-hmm. O.J. Simpson. Eddie, you remember the Challenger? Challenger was I huge. don't yeah, remember we that. Young. Oklahoma uh, City bombing. Yes. Oh, man. Yep. Hmm. I don't so much. I remember hearing about it on the news, but right when it happened, I don't remember that news pop. And that's what I'm discussing here. Like, what do you yeah. remember being like, this is happening right now? Columbine. Oh. Yep. 
Like, yeah, ish. I felt like I was just a lot of news after that one for me. Do you guys remember the little girl that got stuck in the well? Yes. Jessica? Jessica. Yeah. No. Oh, Th- my. That was a but huge. I think it was was a, that regional? That might have been a regional. Yeah. Just in Texas? Yeah, because we're all from Texas and we yeah. remember it. What year did that happen? I, oh, I don't know. Was I was crazy. really little, but I remember we her being by, our age. Waiting for her to get balloon boy. from the well. When Balloon Boy was floating <laughs> over America in that balloon. Yeah. Do you remember that? We all no. went to our TVs because he was flo- He had gotten to his dad's balloon and was flying over and they were like, he doesn't know how to land. And we followed it the whole time, and then it landed. Turns out he was hiding in the in the attic upstairs. Never was in the balloon. Oh, so who was in the balloon? Nobody. <laughs> oh gosh, I don't remember this. That's crazy. There should be a docu series on that. Who remembers Balloon Boy? I do. Two thousand nine. Us. Yeah, we yeah, were we doing were the show. Mm-hmm. I, I don't remember that. Yeah, Balloon Boy was crazy. <laughs> I was like, dear God, let this kid live. You know, he's a young kid. Let's let. And then it lands, and they go up to the balloon, and they're like, "There's nobody in here." And I was like, "What?" Then the kid was hiding in the attic. Oh. Guy in Utah took a car for a test drive over the weekend, but refused to go back to the dealership. So the salesman in the car called 911, and eventually the cops had to go and stop the guy and arrest him for kidnapping. Oh. oh. See, if you're test driving the car, though, don't you have to give your driver's license? Yeah, I thought. For the most part, like this is like almost like a bonehead story of the day. If you're test driving a car, you probably want to see if it can handle your normal day-to-day <laughs> activities. <laughs> This was his? Well, I don't know what his day-to-day activities are. <laughs> but yeah, this 43-year-old guy named Caleb, he was like, all right, I'm here at the car dealership. Let's go. So the car salesman in the car goes, all right, man, time to wrap it up and head back. And he's like, nah. So he gets on the freeway, <laughs> starts doing 100 miles an hour, cranks the radio so loud the 911 dispatcher couldn't hear what the salesman was saying. Oh, my goodness. Eventually, the Utah Highway Patrol spotted the car and got Caleb to pull over. He tried to pin the whole thing on the car salesman, but it turns out Caleb, and you're not going to believe this, has a long criminal history. Oh, wow. interesting. And his excuse didn't work, so they arrested him for kidnapping. Wow. That car salesman's got to be like, what is happening with today? Like, He's why? right there, too. And has got to be scared, too, because some guy's got your life in his hands yeah. driving. I would just say, dude, just let me out. Take the car. You couldn't talk. The radio was really loud. Yeah. Luke Holmes was playing so loud. <laughs> <laughs> A daring drug dealer facing the death penalty escaped through tunneling through a jail sewer pipe. Come on. Death penalty? That's a scary dude. In a real-life Shawshank Redemption plot. This 37-year-old guy facing execution after being found guilty of methamphetamine smuggling dug a hole from his cell into the waste pipes and onto the street. Ugh. The elaborate scheme is remarkably reminiscent of the iconic scene in 1994 in the movie Shawshank Redemption. The drug dealer... Successfully escaped, and then they still don't have him. Oh, that's oh, wow. not good. <gasps> he's in he's more Neho, than then. just a that's dealer. He has to be responsible for many deaths. Really? Well, he's a, if he's up for execution, he's not just dealing meth. Yeah, good point. He, he's probably taking some people out on the way. Right. He's probably running, and he's probably got protection now. Because oh. if he was a big deal, he's got a, you know, a set of folks that are probably watching over him now. Right. But. That's tough mm. to escape. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would just think I'd vomit the whole time. And they would yeah. hear me. Like they're like, <laughs> they're like, what's that? What's that noise in the oh, in dude. the pipe? Yeah. yeah. Thinking yeah. about that. That stinks. Larry King's estranged wife wants thirty-three thousand dollars per month in temporary spousal support. Larry King's estranged wife says she has no form of income and needs the legendary interviewer to cough up some dough. Sean King filed the documents said, hey, I need at least $33,100 per month in temporary spousal support. 
She needs it because she has no job. She gave up a lucrative TV career hosting and modeling jobs after becoming a homemaker to raise their kids. She was financially dependent on Larry during their 22-year marriage. You know what? If he's super rich and this is true and she left her career to do that, then part of what he could make in his career was because of the sacrifices she was making. Mm-hmm. I don't know about 33,000 number because I'm not sure what's... 33,100. Yeah. She did the math. She claims that Larry makes way more than the amount he discloses in his documents. He makes $1.9 million per year from infomercials. But he just signed a $5 million podcast deal to host The Millionth Question. That's just a, just a lot. It's four four about four hundred a year. Sure, yeah, half a million dollars. Mm-hmm. Thirty three thousand. That's how Man, I figure your all- money. Mm-hmm. Is I go thirty three thousand times ten, and I do ten because it's easy to always multiply. Better easier than twelve. Mm-hmm. And I go okay. Well, that's three hundred thirty thousand dollars. Then it's thirty three times two, which is sixty six, and then I add those together. That's smart, dude. I'm that's gonna start how, doing that. That's how my mind works when I figure out yearly money. Oh, I just the movie she's been in. Yeah, Christmas Eve, Rover, Dangerfield, Bombshell, Christmas Eve, Panic at the Pole. I saw that one last night. <laughs> the long title. <laughs> she, gave, she gave up a lucrative career. Yeah, lucrative. But, well, no, she may have given I, up. A I'm career where she was just starting yeah. to get good work. I 100% agree. I was just joking. People are selling bleach on Amazon, marketing it as a miracle cure for coronavirus. I'm going to say it again. Don't take bleach. I don't care who recommends it. Industrial bleach is being sold on Amazon through its product pages, which consumers are buying it under the mistaken belief that it's a miracle cure for COVID-19. So just a little PSA here. Bleach ain't doing it. You can wipe yourself down with bleach, mm-hmm. but be careful with that too. Were we talking on the show about a fight where this girl takes and poured bleach on her friend? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, oh, Lovely Butts. Yeah. yeah. Lovely oh. Butts. <laughs> that was her name. That's, That's why I made name. the news. <laughs> a Spirit Airlines flight attendant got into an argument with a passenger over whether or not a neck gaiter is an appropriate face covering aboard its aircraft. So there's some video and some audio here. You know what a neck gaiter is? Yes. Explain it. Well, it's like a ring of fabric that goes around your neck and you can pull it up over your face if you want to. But it's just like, it's like a turtleneck that's not attached to your shirt. And I read a story that they are the absolute worst at being a mask. I think Dr. Oz said that too. Yeah, that's he right. That. Yeah. He said that too. Mm-hmm. Like of all the things to wear as a mask, the neck gaiter is almost worthless. Mm-hmm. At the When I watch football games, a lot of these coaches are wearing neck gaiters and I'm just like, yeah, not effective. Dr. Oz said it's worse than wearing nothing because the spit gets stuck in there. The video, which was posted to Twitter, shows the flight attendant standing in the aisle near the passenger who was holding the camera. The passenger's wearing a neck gaiter over his nose and mouth that featured an American flag. The mask also gave him, the airline also gave him a mask. He didn't want to wear it. And so the video begins with the passenger inform, informing the flight attendant, hey, like, I am wearing a mask. I'm wearing a mask. Legal by who? Legal by who? I've, I've been on 20 flights, okay? Well, I've literally been on 20 flights with this same exact mask. I don't... All right, well, I'm done talking. Well, so am I. Okay. I will have the authorities waiting for you when, when we land. Okay, sounds good. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, if I'm the guy... Because you know this flight attendant doesn't want to get in a fight. No. Yeah. All they're trying to do is do their job. And if they're giving you a mask, sometimes you just have to swallow your pride and go, even though I believe in this neck gator, I'm going to wear <laughs> so the mask. Because I don't want to get in trouble when I land. Right. It, like, why make why it a big would, deal? Right. Just put it on. I agree. I agree. Just thought that was kind of a weird story. I always feel bad for flight attendants. I feel bad for businesses when people go in and they're like, I don't care what the rules are. I'm not wearing a mask. Do something about it. And you're like, these folks are just trying to do their job. When I used to work at Hobby Lobby, if somebody came in irritated, I was like, why do I even care? It's not my lobby. It's Hobby's Lobby. 
<laughs> you know, there was a story too recently about a guy who went and attacked uh, someone who had stolen a purse. Like someone grabbed a purse, stole it at a store, ran out. He went and jumped on him, attacked Saw him, this. got it back, and they fired him. The store oh, did. Yeah. Because you can't go. That was their policy. And I know as that guy, you're like, I want to go save that person's purse. And I would have felt that way about the person. If it was for the store, though, I'd have been like, you know what? So what? They stole some picture frames. Yeah. I ain't risking it. But yeah, it's their policy. What's that called? Lunchbox, we know when you're at your job, you can't go out and do it. What's it called? Citizens arrest? No, no. You, you used to talk about it when you. Oh, you there was a. It was called. There was. They had a group called loss prevention. They're yeah, the them. ones that were in charge. They would go tackle them, but you, as an employee, couldn't do it. They were like security. And I mean, I tried to follow people, and I got in trouble at <laughs> Sam's. But did you ever go at anyone? I didn't go at them, but they did steal some stuff. So I followed them all the way across Burlington Coat Factory, behind the Hooters, up <laughs> okay. into the woods. And they kept running and running and running. And when I came back, they I got chewed out by the managers. Like, you can't do that. You can, because the cops were there and they put my life at risk. And one of the other cart guys got a couple bee stings. Yeah. Oh, no. How is he now? <laughs> oh, tough, have you man. checked in with him? Yeah, Joel, he's doing pretty good. You know, he's had a baby. But yeah, he got a couple bee stings. Oh, him. my gosh. So what happened at your house yesterday? Well, I had this lady come over to work on some stuff there, and I thought she was, like, super nice. She rolled up in her car, and it was wrapped in a fish with a Christian slogan, Mm -hmm. which, you know. Her car was. Yeah, completely wrapped. Not a bumper sticker, but it's her business wrapped up in it. So you think, okay, well, I can trust this person in my house. And I'm sure she was trustworthy, but I think she was having a day, and it just kept LOLing because she had the worst attitude ever in (laughs) All the land. <laughs> then she was on a phone call and she was like cursing the person out. I don't even know what was going on. And and she was kind of in her own space where she was working, but I could hear her and I thought, oh, this is just making me laugh. Because I thought, not that I can't trust her because of any of those things. It just makes me laugh when someone with the Christian fish like flips me off on the road or <laughs> <laughs> comes to work at my house and then is just yeah. had, is just not the person you think they would be coming out of there, which I can have grace. We all have bad days. Yeah. It just made me laugh. What are you going to say? No, it's just, it's funny. It is funny. I'm <laughs> laughing because, I mean, they're human too. <laughs> yes, I know. When I get it. you're wearing a brand though, you're representing the brand. Yeah, right? but I mean. If it's I the mean, Jesus fish, if it's Pimpin' Joy. You best be repping. Oh, if yeah. If it's, you know, I'm the head coach of the local high school football team and you're wearing that, yeah, that yeah, shirt. Yeah. Like, that's who people are, you know, like, you don't represent them well. <laughs> yeah. I was scared to talk to her after that because <laughs> she was such attitude. I mean, yeah, we've had people associated with the show before that wore Pimpin' Joy and they would get so angry sometimes. And I said, if you're going to go handle this situation, like at an airport, for example, you best take off that Pimp and Joy hat before you go do it. Mm-hmm. You cannot be representing Joy while you go off on that person. <laughs> it's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. A real estate agent in Houston was on her way to an open house and she stopped at the local Walgreens to get some light bulbs. And she goes to the cashier and it's $13. She goes, oh no, I forgot my wallet. And the cashier working there says, hey, I only have $20 in my account left because I paid my bills, but I'm going to pay for your light bulbs because I want you to have these at the open house. And the woman was so moved, she put it on the next door app, and everybody's like, I love that cashier. She's so nice. Donations came flooding in. They say, we can't have her living like this. $10,000 worth of donations, all because she paid for the ladies' light bulbs. Wow. Dang. That's what it's all about right there. That was Tell Me Something Good. Do you know why a groom is supposed to carry his bride across the threshold? 
I don't know. They're entering into their new life together. I thought it was something big, too. Some metaphor for what's about to happen. The ritual is based on the superstition that the new bride must enter her home by the main door and must not trip or fall. If she does, it is bad luck for the whole marriage. Oh, okay, That's why the groom has to kick. It's so simple. And then uh, <laughs> the woman falls, it's, the whole thing's doomed. Well, she, well it kind of <laughs> is because we're idiots. We can count on you guys. Okay, go ahead. You're the pillar. Go ahead. If she trips, the marriage is doomed. Okay. So, so just, just go ahead and carry her. Then what if you trip carrying her? Well, then you're really, <laughs> you're really you're just trouble. screwed. You're worse than doomed. You're screwed. <laughs> Uh, okay. I really just thought it was something more metaphorical than that. Yeah. Like some great meeting. When you and Caitlin bought this house, did you do that? I know you're not the groom, but I think it's for when you move into any house, right? Really? I did not. Pick her up and carry her in. Oh, in, our, in our first house, my husband did. I don't know why. It was, but you were married, weren't you? Yeah, it was back in 2008. I think we bought our first house. So we got <laughs> married in 2006. We bought our first house in 2008, and I was so excited he was in the Air Force, it was near Fort Bragg, and I flew up for the closing, and he carried me across the threshold. That's awesome. Yeah. It's well, a romantic gesture, regardless of what it means. But then we didn't do it in the other house, it's just yeah. that one. What, did you trip walking into the <laughs> house? <though? laughs> you guys can call us if you want, we'd love to talk to you. 877-77-BOBBY, that's our phone number. 877 B-O-B-B-Y. Let's check the big story. Here we go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Computer's big frozen, story. so now I'm just vamping. <laughs> yeah. Got the big oh, yeah. story. The, the big. It's so big, we don't even know how to. Sometimes Ray looks at me and goes, Bobby's oh, there it is. story. <laughs> uh, the big story today is about an old marriage test from 1939. So they found it, they put it out, and here is what they say made a good husband and wife in 1939. Ready. Because most of these don't translate to 2020. Oh, but I hope not. Yeah. It's 1939. Here are the signs that you're a good husband mm. according to the test. You're nice to her friends. Great. I guess that's good. Yeah. Remember your anniversary. Okay. You're kind to her even if no one's watching. <laughs> it's so simple. <laughs> well, that's the weird. Like- Why do you have to put if no one's watching? Just say you're kind to her. Because well, were there some guys in 39 going, baby, I'm kind to you when they're watching, so I don't care what's <laughs> happening. Um, let's see. You ask for her opinion sometimes. Oh, oh gosh. So, so terrible. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> That's so bad. <laughs> you let her drive the car if she needs it. Oh, so nice. And finally, you read the paper out loud to her. Oh, because she can't read. <laughs> Dang. She can't read. That's crazy. No, I mean, she probably can. No, probably can. One or two. 1939. <laughs> this is an old marriage test. Yeah, so- uh, a few signs that you're not a great husband include flirting in front of her. Mm-hmm. That one still holds true. Oh, yeah, just yes. behind her back. Comparing her to your mom or previous wives. Ooh. Oh, same. You're just like my mom. Talking about how life was better before you got married. All this is, this part's all still the same. Yeah. Not saying excuse me when you burp. Hmm. And criticizing her in public. Mm. So the bad husband stuff, kind of the same. Yeah. Now, here are a few signs that you are a good wife by 1939 standards. <laughs> Let me just say before I say these out loud, this is not the editorial of me, Bobby. Right. This is an article I read from 1939. I think what we can do with this is keep in mind that we can appreciate how far we've come. Okay, well, here we go. Okay. Here are a few signs you're a good wife by 1939 standards. You always... Serve dinner on time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was off to a bad start, dude. 
You get dressed up for breakfast. For breakfast? <laughs> You're a good housekeeper. Mm-hmm. You always put the kids to bed. You play an instrument for your husband. Oh, wow. Interesting. Oh. What do you play one. for yours? I don't I don't play an instrument. You have a vocal box? All right. I'm going to do this <laughs> this yelling in the in the key of D. Yeah, no. Uh, let's see. You run any big purchases by your husband first? Oh. And you let him sleep in on the weekends. Golly. <laughs> Some signs you're not a good wife? Not liking kids, being late for appointments, Letting your cold feet touch them under the covers. Oh, what? don't do that. Yeah, do not do that. <laughs> Being a backseat driver, getting jealous, and last but not least, wearing red nail polish. <laughs> oh, that means you're bad. Yeah. So, do you wear red nail polish? Sometimes. It just depends. I mean, I go from white to black to red. Mm. Depends on the mood. 1939, you were not doing well. <laughs> All right, close it up. There it is. Bobby's Big Story. You know, woke up this morning and Caitlin's voice is completely out. And I was a little concerned because allergies hit me. But every time allergies hit me, I'm like, well, I got Corona. Let yeah. it rip. I have Corona. Took a test yesterday because they test me three times a week for the TV show I'm doing. And I got the results late last night. Obviously, I don't have it or I wouldn't be here with you guys. And so she doesn't have it, I assume. But her allergies, she woke up, she was like, this is how she was talking. Mm. And so then she started getting online and learning sign language real quick to give me a few different. <laughs> oh, <laughs> she used to communicate with you. She crammed. Yeah. a few. She was doing thank you with her. I was like, you know what? I got you. Don't worry about it. Do you um, know sign language? Do I? Yeah. No. Okay. Just a few things. I mean, because if she's delivering, you got to be able to receive. I didn't know. I, she was just doing mostly as like, look what I just learned. <laughs> I know. And she probably could have made stuff up and I would have believed that's what it was. <laughs> For sure. But that's what we did. I don't have Corona though. Thank God. Good. I got my, like at one o'clock this morning, I was like, your results are in. I was like, why would they send them so late? I probably I have it. I log on. None detected. So so here's a tricky social situation. You're walking along. You're talking with a coworker at work, the office, wherever you are. And you realize that both of you are going to the bathroom. And you walk in at the same time. Should you continue to talk and keep that conversation going once you're in the bathroom? Yes. You do? Yeah. Why not? With guys, I think if we're at the urinal, mm-hmm. you do. If you're on the commode, you consider your next move. <laughs> you pause the conversation for a you little know, bit. You know, it's like, all right, I'll catch you on the... It's just <laughs> depending on what it is. But uh, etiquette experts say when in a public restroom with a coworker, it's polite to pause your conversation until you have both completed your business. Hmm. It just, to me, it depends how serious the business is. If it's light business, how keep talking? <laughs> yeah. I if like it's serious here. business, it probably needs to wait a minute. Oh, I think you meant the topic of conversation. No, 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 no. no, no, no. no. Business, business means. Uh, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Got it. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Business. Mm, okay. Business. <laughs> we talk all the time, right, girls? If you're in the bathroom, we can talk while we pee. It's just like, hey, how's your day? Good. Yeah, well, again, while we pee, it's fine too. Just okay. the, the other one. Okay. Well, girls don't do that. Keep going. Girls don't poop. <laughs> what the? <laughs> Uh, here's a voicemail. Uh, this is someone talking about the Carol Baskin interview yesterday. Hey, Bobby. I just listened to your Carol Baskin interview, and you called her an underdog. She's an under cat. Oh. <laughs> okay, thank you. Have a great day. Thank you. Listen to uh, me with Carol Baskin yesterday. It's on the podcast. So go ahead and hit that. She did make it through. She's on to the next round. Awesome. So her Viennese waltz was successful. Mike D says his favorite's Nev yeah. of all the guys. Neve. 
I, I gotta be honest. I only watched some of the clips afterward. I just, I'm not. A, I'm, I just don't watch a lot of live TV unless it's a sporting event. Yeah, the last time I watched Dancing with the Stars live was uh, the year you were. On. Yeah, and yeah. by the last time you mean the only time? This is, well, no. I mean, I watched the whole season. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, but I on mean on TV or there. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. Uh, Carol Baskin was not the first person eliminated on Dancing with the Stars. The people that complain, like, this show's a joke. I just, yeah, I just want to say bless your heart to them. Because it's a voting voting show. If it was a straight dance competition, I would understand that. Yeah. But when you have, I guess Charles Oakley got voted off yesterday, the basketball player. All right, all right. I have some really cool stuff about songs, behind the scenes stuff with songs that you may not know. But I do see a call here that I'm just curious about hearing the story because it sounds a little juicy. Uh, Allison in Wichita, Kansas. Thank you for calling. What's going on with you? Hi, Bobby. Uh, morning, studio. Morning. <laughs> hey, um, so I have a really good friend of mine that, uh, first of all, my husband and I farm and ranch. Um, so we have cattle and we sell custom beef um, every year. And um, I have a really good friend of mine this year that we sold the beef to. This was back in June. Um, and a half of beef goes for like a little over $1,000. Um, and he hasn't paid me yet. And I just am having a really hard time with it. I have asked him a couple times, and he's obviously lied to me a couple times about putting a check in the mail. Um, and I just don't know what to do. So your friend has taken three portions of beef. I may be messing up the terminology. Uh, they cost about $1,000 each and hasn't paid you, right? No, sorry. A, a half a beef, which is like a half of... A just a half a beef, and it costs $1,000 okay. total, roughly. Okay, so okay. half half a beef portion. Mm-hmm. So um, what should you do? Well, first thing I would do is, for my own records, I would express to them, hey, listen, we gave you this. You owe me this. How will we remedy this? Now... When he goes, oh, no, checks in the mail. Well, now it's ball game back on. First of all, you want to restate what the issue is to make sure there is no lack of communication on the problem. So many times problems occur whenever people aren't communicating to begin with. So make sure that it is understood by him and by you what exactly is happening. Once it's re-understood, you go to him and you say, I need this money. I don't want to have to come at you legally, but I might have to. What can you do in order to start paying me back? Because obviously you're not giving me $3,000 at one time. Why don't we start a little payment plan? About 300 bucks a month. How about 250 bucks a month? What can you do? And then if that's not the case, you have, here we are, stage three. Either they ain't your friend anymore because they lied to you and stole from you, or two, you just go, you know, chalk it up to a bad decision and sometimes we have an extreme amount of grace on friends and family. Because I've had those situations in my life with close folks and I had to go, you know what? I'm just going to wipe this one away and I'm never going to let it happen again, but I'm not going to lose a friendship over it. So a lot of it comes down to how you want to deal with the situation, but I would restate the problem first and kind of build some plan to get paid back. How do you feel about that, Allison? Yeah, I feel like I did that. He, um, I called him after I texted him several times and I said, Hey, um, you know, what's the deal? Like, you know, do I need to help you guys somehow or I can take payments, whatever? And he said, yeah, you know, he lost his job earlier in the year and um, he was going to be paid on 
the 30th of last month, and um, at that time he had already told me a check was in the mail, and I said, so was the check in the mail or not? And he said, oh, I, yeah, I actually just uh, postdated it, and I was going to tell you about it. And, well, it sounds like he has a know. lot of stories. Here, here's how it ends. That you go, hey, uh, you're struggling right now. Let's hold off to the beginning of the year. We'll come back to this, but we got to start at the beginning of the year. I'm going to have to go and, and legally do something about this because this is my livelihood. Yeah. That's what I would say. I would give him to the beginning of the year. He's obviously struggling. Didn't know he lost his job. That part was held out. See, the communication's perfect. <laughs> um, if you can afford to, hey, I'm going to give it to the beginning of the year. Let's readdress it then. And if it's not done then, then you have to go if you want to and chase it down with some folks that do fancy paperwork stuff. Yeah. All right? Yeah, if you want to. Again, we don't know the, the whole friendship story. No, I heard there. it all just now. We're good. No, but I don't know that legally. I mean, I don't know if it's the money that you need for sure to rely on. And if that's the case, that sucks. And I'm so sorry. But it might be like Bobby said. So you just got to let it go and wash it. And never let it happen again. All right, Allison. Yeah. Hope that helps. Hope you get your money for your beef. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. See you later. I don't know. I feel like she wanted me to say, hey, you know what? Shoot him. <laughs> In <laughs> Iran, they cut off fingers. Like, shoot him. Like, yeah. I would, I'm just trying to give the most pragmatic approach to actually making something happen here. Yeah, and it, it was. Yeah. How about with the Supreme Court nominee right here? Your boy. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Let me get is. up there. <laughs> uh, let's go over to Carmen in Arkansas. Hey, Carmen, good luck. All right, good morning. Uh, what's going on? Um... So I had just got a job, a new job yesterday um, at my current job I have now. Um, my boss tends to let people go the day that they give them a notice that they're going to be quitting within the next two weeks. And I was just wanting to get an outside advice from my family if I should go ahead and tell her today or wait till the day that I'm going to quit. <laughs> okay, well, this comes down to your personal needs. If your boss goes, hey, you're quitting? You're fired. You got to go right now. Is that going to hurt you where you can't pay your bills? Pretty much, yeah. Okay, you don't tell them then. I mean, if he has that or she has that reputation of popping people when they're trying to give two weeks notice, then don't give them any notice. I think generally you give notice because it allows them to find someone else and everyone's butt's not puckered trying to figure out what's going on. I would say, though, if this is the case, you don't tell them. You hold off. Maybe two days before, be like, hey, I got a new job. Kind of, you know, Cut the difference, but no way I will be. T- if he's notorious, is it a he or a she? It's it's a lady. Okay, I'm surprised a lady would do this. Honestly, <laughs> yeah, this is usually a dumb guy uh-huh. thing because their egos hurt. Uh, I would just say, listen, lady, I'm quitting in two days. I'm out. That's it. Don't do it now. That's my advice to you. Okay. All right. Well, I appreciate Th- it. Thank you, Carmen. Hope you have a great day. Thank you, y'all too. All right, bye-bye. Because the reason you're going to do it to begin with is to be nice and to be like, hey, I, sure. I'm giving. And then they're like, they get upset? All right, you're out. What are you going to do? Steal company secrets? Do you have the secret recipe of Kentucky Fried Chicken? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dan in Tennessee, you are on the Bobby Bone Show. Dan, what's going on? Hey, Double B. I can't believe I got through to you. Uh, good morning, studio. Morning. morning. <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm a little excited here to be talking to you. I listened to you for so long. Thanks. You're awesome. I love you guys. Um, my my issue is my niece, um, my sister's youngest daughter, who's um, my, one of my most favorite people in the world, is getting married next month, 
And last count was they're having 175 people at the wedding, and I'm not sure <laughs> what to do if I should go or not. <laughs> so is this a virtual like, wedding where a corona is not a thing, or they're just like, you know what? What part of the? You no, know, it's yeah, it's it's um it's at a campground where they don't social distance, wear masks, or even think that corona exists, as far as I know. So, well, does it not exist there? Because tell me where this is. <laughs> I would have trouble, yeah, honestly. I mean, I mean, I, I'm, I'm yeah. having trouble a bit going to Ray's wedding. And how yeah. many people do you have there? 30, uh, including you standing up there as a groomsman. So 30. <laughs> and with me, it weighs on me because if I get coronavirus, my production shuts down and a lot of people aren't able to work over on the TV side of things. I'm lucky with radio. I have a studio at the house. I can just go in and do the show from there. But so that's why I worry about that is the livelihood of other folks. They just don't get to work if I'm sick. Um I feel like 175 people at a wedding right now is quite irresponsible. It's extremely irresponsible. Yeah, what was the wedding the other day, Lunchbox, where there was how many people, and then what have they traced back to? Oh, the one in Maine. Yeah, yeah. there was like 50 people. Yeah, There's 50 people at the wedding, that's it? Yeah, something that's like that. To, oh, dang, and, but, it, but it domino effect, like it... Yeah, like 100 and something cases, three deaths, something are, like that. Are linked to that wedding. So what I would do if this was me, just call an anonymous tip. The hotline. You mean a bomb threat? No, no, no like cops. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. you're carrying them. No, he's gonna call in his family. Oh this is their, their. It's their choice, but you are the. You're the only one that can look out for you, and then those that you come in contact with. So you're you putting your life at risk, and then other people you come in contact with after you go to the wedding. You know, I would go, and I, I'd probably still go. Okay. But I would wear a mask, and I would not be near anyone. I would make sure because I went to. Some folks' engagement, and there were a few more people there than I was comfortable with, so I stayed away from everyone. I was the wallflower, and I was okay with people thinking, oh, he's too good to talk to anybody. I wasn't too good. I just am playing the odds here, trying not to get sick. So that's what I would encourage you to do. If you can go and stay away from folks and still be there, I would encourage you to go. I think it's uh, really irresponsible, especially when people are having to shut their own weddings down. Ray's got to—he cut his down a sixth of what it was. John Party's cut his down. Everybody's cutting it down or moving it. So, um, Dan— you're okay sure. to feel uncomfortable about it, but if you want to go, don't feel bad. Just stay away from folks and wear a mask, okay? Awesome. Thanks for the advice. I appreciate it. All right. Thanks, Dan. See you later. Maybe wear some PPE. All right. See you. See you. Here's the thing. I didn't plan for this whole segment to be an advice segment. I, I was like, did we put a call out I for did this? not. <laughs> Amy, some people just crave it, though. Okay. Yeah, you're right. I crave it. Sometimes I have to ask you advice. I get it. You're expert on everything. No, I'm not an expert on everything, but in my life, I've had to experience a lot of things. Yes, that's true. So I'm pretty versatile at a lot of, I'm not a, excellent at anything. Well, you give marriage advice, you're not married. You give parent, parental advice, you're but not a parent. <laughs> the people who can do it wrong are the ones that can give you the best tips. The ones who do it right the first time, what do they know except for the one way they've done it? Mm-hmm. Thank you. you so really, honestly, there wasn't like a thing like call Bobby now for advice. Well, Ray, well, did you ever play a call Bobby for advice thing? Uh, no, but a number may have been given, but, but for no, no reason. Was, yeah. <laughs> hey, line them up, baby. Let's do it again. Oh. Who needs some more advice? I mean, I still want to hear what that sound in Dolly's uh, song is. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> now I'm out of time. Okay. Hmm. We can do two things. You yeah. pick. We either hold it till tomorrow, which is kind of a bummer. Or I talked to the artist who came on our show and didn't have a record deal and now has a record deal. It was just announced. So it was just kind of a exciting news and then do this segment also in that break. Oh, so we're not holding it until tomorrow? Well, it's up to you guys. We can hold it tomorrow and spend more time on it or we can do like half time on it. 
Go ahead. Make your minds. I'm fine Come with halftime. Uh, half time. I full time. Oh, what? I was going to go halftime because I want to hear the Two artist to too. One. Yeah. We'll do it next. Wow. Okay. Go. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Priscilla Block. Well, pretty neat because Priscilla Block came in on the show. I was like, hey, she's doing pretty good on, on TikTok. Let's bring her in. She comes in. She plays. We love her. She leaves. I really haven't seen her around since then, but I haven't seen a lot of folks around. And I look online and I get an email yesterday that goes, hey, Priscilla Block just signed a record deal with big label, Universal Ooh. Music Group Nashville. So let's bring her on now. Here she is. She's all fancy now. Priscilla Block. Yeah. There she is. Yeah. <laughs> Priscilla, big day. What's How do you up, feel? Guys? How do you feel? How do you feel? I have not stopped crying probably since I was in your show. <laughs> I want to read what she wrote on Instagram. She wrote, today all my dreams came true. I'm reading your Instagram here. It says, today all my dreams came true. I signed a record deal. Y'all, I haven't stopped crying. Three months ago, I had to move out of my apartment because I couldn't afford my rent. Today, I live in a shack, and I couldn't be happier because I have found my forever home with UMG Nashville. What is life? Well... I don't know. What do you like? What? How? How? What's happening now? What's the new move with you? I don't even know. I'm just not trying to stay on the track. Do they pay you immediately um, so you can have food in your shack? Food in my shack. I don't know how all of that works. I'm still trying to figure it out. All right, we should probably work on that part. Right? <laughs> Let's get on that. <laughs> uh, I probably should. So, how do they approach you? What do they say to you? You know, they were just, they came in hard. You know, a lot of labels were reaching out and I just, my heart was on Universal and it just made sense. They were, they were all about it. <laughs> did you get to do the fancy thing where you sit at the table with everybody around you or did you have to do it virtually because of coronavirus? <laughs> it's actually funny. Um, we ordered like massive cardboard cutouts and you know, I just took the picture in my front yard and Doc, you signed it. Man, 2020. <laughs> uh, Priscilla Block on TikTok, she has 548,000 followers. On Instagram, she has 60,000 followers, which is up about 20,000 since we've seen her last. Have you made any money from TikTok itself? <laughs> um, Not really. But, I mean, fans are everything, so. I like that. Are you washing dishes right now? What's What's happening here? No, I'm sorry. I was sitting outside and a huge plane just flew by. So. <laughs> They're trying to get those pictures. They know what's about to happen to Priscilla Block. Gosh, paparazzi, man. Yeah, that's life. <laughs> Welcome to the new life, Priscilla. <laughs> well, I just wanted to get you on and say that we're very proud of you and congratulations. And when I saw that, I uh, I was super excited for you. Oh, well, I'm just so excited to be on this call with you guys this morning and just thanks so much for the support. It's don't be too cool now, Priscilla. So cool. Now that you're fancy, don't be too good for us. I ain't too cool. I ain't too cool. <laughs> All right, there she is. Priscilla Blog. Let's give her a big round of applause. She got a record deal. Priscilla, good to talk to you. Talk to you soon, okay? All right, thank you. All right. This is just about over you from Priscilla. I was just about, just about here is a song that went viral on TikTok called Thick Thighs. I can't be the only one who likes extra fries over exercise. I never eat the produce that I buy, so I try. You can't spend Good for her, huh? It's awesome. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Always good to see that happen. Um, okay. 
I'm not going to take these calls quite yet because I know we want to get to the segment about the music. Because <laughs> it is a good segment. We just have had to push it a few times. Okay, here are some behind-the-scenes facts about songs that you know that will probably change the way you listen to them. And so we'll start. Dolly Parton used her acrylic nails as one of the sound effect instruments in the song 9 to 5. She said they make noise, and it kind of sounds like a typewriter. So here's a clip of Dolly talking about it on Jimmy Fallon. When I actually wrote the song, I actually had, I used my acrylic nails on the set when I was writing it. I did because they make noise and it sounds like a typewriter to me. And can you hear here? I can yes. play it in one of these. Kind of I played shot. it on the actual record and it says Nails by Dolly on the album. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's Here's cute. a clip of the song from the very start where you can hear the nails. Wow! That's not a typewriter. Isn't that pretty cool? That's awesome. I always thought that was a typewriter. Yeah, same. It sounds like a typewriter. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I have some more. Uh, so BuzzFeed had this whole list of different songs, and one of them was Landslide, which you know ended up being a song for Fleetwood Mac. Stevie Nicks wrote Landslide about her difficult breakup with Lindsey Buckingham in 1974, just before they both joined Fleetwood Mac. Mm. So they were together, then broke up, and then got in the band together. Oh. I didn't know that. She said, quote, fear never helps relationships. And when you're scared about where your next money is coming from, it's really nerve-wracking. But, I mean, this song, imagine that. Imagine being Lindsey Buckingham, and you're singing your biggest song, and it's about you, and you're just playing along. <laughs> you just got to act. <laughs> uh, when John Lennon divorced his first wife in the late 1960s, Paul McCartney wrote, Hey Jude for John's son, Julian, to make him feel better. It was initially Hey Jules, but he changed it to Hey Jude because Jules was a mouthful to sing. Oh, wow. So Hey Jude was written as a gift over to John Lennon. Pretty cool, huh? Yeah. Alicia Keys wrote, If I Ain't Got You on a Plane, immediately after she found out Aaliyah had died in a plane crash. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. That's interesting, huh? Yeah, that's crazy. I didn't know that. Miss Jackson by Outcast was Andre 3000's apology to Erica Badu's mother for their breakup, and she loved it. Erica said, quote, she bought herself a Miss Jackson license plate. She had the mug. She had the ink pen. She had the headband, everything. <laughs> <laughs> I am for real. Pretty cool, huh? That's really cool. Here's one more. Lady Gaga actually wrote Shallow as the ending song of A Star Is Born because in the original script, Bradley Cooper's character drowned. Yes. Yes, correct. In the old, old it, movie. It, it was more literal when she wrote Shallow because the drowning, the shallow. Crazy. Wow. I did not put that together. Cooper's character was originally supposed to drown at the end of A Star Is Born, but they revised, which I'm not going to say what happens if you haven't seen it. She thought, well... I thought there was going to be the ending song. I do feel it was much more literal, but then we get we went, ah, it's about wanting a deep connection. Let's go with it. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. It worked. Of course it worked. That's crazy. <laughs> there you go. That was a fun segment, huh? Yeah. I loved it. Nice. I got a lot of goosebumps Thank during you. that. You know, I tell you, Eddie and I do a segment called uh, Bobby and Eddie's Music School, which we have moved over to the Bobby cast. And on Friday, we're talking about something that happened at the CMAs with Alan Jackson when he just decided to stop playing a song. He's like, you know what? I'm done. On TV, right in the middle of it. Just stop playing the song. And something then happened where the crowd was like, they reacted in a crazy way. 
But check out the Bobby Cast on Friday. Eddie and I will do that. So listen to that. Search Bobby Cast wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also, let me mention uh, too much to say with Kaylee Shore. There's a new episode out today. Kaylee shares her opinion as an artist in an industry that's hyper focused on appearance and how that relates to body image issues that they have to face. And for the first time, she talks about her experience with an eating disorder and her path to recovery. She talks about how people would compliment her for looking skinny because she was working out when really she just wasn't eating. I refuse to post a workout routine to try to prove that I'm skinny. I also kind of refuse to work out, so that's that's probably part of it as well. But <laughs> people love to compliment you when you lose weight, and they're like, wow, you look great. And like, wow, you've lost so much weight. Like, what are you doing? And I'm like, <laughs> not eating. Um, having five Coronas and an English muffin a day. Like that was it. It was just a really rough period. So check out our podcast. Too much to say with Kaylee Shore. I think you'll like how honest she is about a lot of things. So check that out. Okay. I think we're all good here. Thank you. I got a flu shot yesterday and the actual needle part of the flu shot is not that bad. And I don't like needles. But the my arm is killing me. Mm-hmm. The next day part of it, it stinks. And I don't want to discourage people from getting a flu shot, but it, it hurts. <laughs> Stop. It's just a little sore, right? It didn't hurt from the needle going into it, really. It's just like, ding. But, but now whatever is yeah. in there kind of tender. And I want, I want everybody to get their flu shot. But like, it hurts. <laughs> That's a little bit. Like, I was trying to sleep last night, and I was like, oh. And I don't want this to keep you from making okay. that decision to get <laughs> no. that flu shot. Yeah, yeah. But a little bit, I was miserable last night. Oh, it's not that bad. I uh, know. I got one. I think it's a responsible thing to do. Amy, what's going on today? Uh, so Shira's got soccer practice, and then both the kids have therapy. So that'll take up our whole afternoon. And I think we're going to eat dinner out, maybe. I think we might go to True Food. Oh, nice. I think if you Amy and me acts time. like I own it. Yeah. She goes, well, we go to <laughs> your place. True food. <laughs> we might hit up dinner at your place after therapy. Uh, what do you have? Well, Kaylin and I have to reshoot this uh, social campaign thing I'm doing for Funfetti Cereal. Because I did it before, and apparently it wasn't good enough. But I'm doing it again uh-huh. with Kaylin. So she's going to be in it? I think so. Oh, okay. I didn't know if she was your videographer. <laughs> she was the first time, but it was my fault. We didn't do some stuff right. Okay. But we're doing that tonight. Um, she has no voice. She's not feeling great. So um, I'm just going to take care of her. Last night I went and got her McAllister soup. I went to Walgreens and got her cough drops, the cough spray. even got her some... Um, suckers because I like the hard candy. I even got her a ring pop. <laughs> oh, wow. That's nice Aww. of you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, went and got her a, a Sonic water, a Bobby water, and she loves the um, mozzarella sticks. So, got the just trying to make sure that when you're uncomfortable, that you're as comfortable as you could possibly be. So, that's that's the goal. All right. Thank you guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Goodbye, everybody. Get your, get your Bobby Bones on. 